You're listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here's your host, Jeff Harding. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to Episode 77, Three Ways to Address Your Ministry's Strengths and Weaknesses. All right, so today we are looking at three ways to think about and approach the strengths and the weaknesses of your youth ministry. Now, all of our ministries have those, and there's a huge list that you could go through to identify what your strengths and weaknesses are in your ministry. Now, of course, there are broad general categories, and that kind of helps put things in perspective. Um, outreach, teaching, discipleship, those are some big categories, um, especially discipleship. It's very broad. There's a lot involved with that. But the first thing to do when you're looking at your strengths and your weaknesses in your ministry before you start evaluating and having strategy and figuring out how to approach things, it's best to stop, to realize, and over and over reaffirm that your ministry cannot be the best or even great at everything. There's just no way. It's the same principle as you would take for yourself as a leader. No one person can be the best or great at everything. Now, many of us know people who are masters of their craft at a few things or are really good, maybe even great at most of the things they do. But we have to set realistic expectations. You can use the analogies of the body of Christ, of the community being together, men and women, um, you know, just all these combinations of elements of who we are, how we're designed, how God designed us. We're just not made for one of us to rise up and be like, you know what, I'm the best and the greatest at everything. We all need each other and others to be able to help us grow, become um, more confident, step into, um, you know, just the things that God has for us, obviously, along with the Holy Spirit guiding us and reminding us of uh, our purpose, where we are, what we're doing. It's all for a reason. God ordained it. So that's the very first thing. Remember that you can't be the best or even great at everything. You have to set, it's not just being realistic, it's being smart and wise. So set those good expectations and that will give you a solid base to approach these next steps and just growing as a ministry. So let me go into what I mentioned uh, just a second ago about categories, being specific, and being broad. Let me give you an example of what I mean. 
So I mentioned that discipleship is a very broad category. And typically, when you hear about discipleship, you probably hear about it in one or two different uh, elements. But here's just a few elements of discipleship. You have to think about how you're resourcing your students, how you're resourcing your parents, how are you successfully um, bridging the gap and transitions between the students' different seasons of life, their ages, how they comprehend things. What about meeting with them off-site, outside of Sunday morning? Some one-on-one times. Um, what are your small group leaders doing outside of Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Sunday night or whenever your main programming is? Um, all of those things play into discipleship, and that's not a comprehensive list. So when we say things that have broad implications, especially when we start measuring what are strengths of our ministry and what are weaknesses of our ministry, you really need to break down the definitions and descriptions of what you mean for yourself, for your volunteers, for your parents, for your church leadership, um, all of those things. So make sure you be specific. Um, outreach is another one. What do you mean by outreach? You could It could mean your midweek or non-Sunday morning programming, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whenever, um, especially in Baptist circles, which is where I came from, but other denominations and traditions as well. Um, those nights for youth programming are often seen as the default outreach program. Okay, so you can mean that. You could be referring to special events like a fifth quarter after a football game. You could be talking about domestic mission trips, international mission trips. Um, Those are just a few things about outreach. Community, uh, your small groups for your students in church and outside of church. Um, How intentional are your leaders with following up with them? What kind of events does your ministry do just to have fun, to learn and grow as well, but just to be together? Does that happen just in your small group? Does that happen with your whole youth group? Uh, worship. Is your worship, um, does it have variety? Is it just flashy? Do you change things up? Do you listen to feedback? Do you think about how you tie the worship to the message or the lesson and the theme of what you're trying to do and try to make it a overarching linked worship service and time together? Uh, your atmosphere. I'm not talking about fog machines and stage lights. I'm talking about when a student walks into your ministry, how are they greeted? How long does it take for them to be greeted? How do they measure what they can do and what they can't do? What's available for them? What's expected of them? Do they have to engage right away or not? Um, So those are some examples of what I mean of broad categories and being more specific. Okay, so we talked about you can't be the best or the greatest. The second thing to remember when trying to measure how to proceed with moving forward in your strengths and weaknesses as a ministry is that the best way to keep growing in your strengths and to raise your weaknesses and to address them well is your approach has to be a whole church approach. What do I mean by whole church approach? I mean that 
Um, certainly, parents and families have to be at the top of your list of who you involve, who you're resourcing, who you're communicating well to about everything. Um, but also the congregation, uh, other ministry leaders, um, because your parents and families are part of the congregation and the body of your local church. And so how are you involving them? How are you communicating to them? Uh, your church leadership. Your church leadership needs to be your champion. They need to be able to wave the flag and be able to point to reasons and strategies and the importance of the next generation and why we do next generation work from the pulpit in the church programming and how you craft the sermon series for the year, all those things. Um, if it's not a whole church approach, no matter what your ideas are and your strategies are for addressing things, at some point or at multiple points, you're still going to feel like you're on an island by yourself. You really need to have a whole church approach because the best way, as many of us have heard and learned, to address things that we're not great at um, truly is by getting other people's perspectives, people that aren't us. That goes for strengths and weaknesses. Um, Almost all of us, I'm sure, have had at least one example, probably multiple times, when uh, you've asked people about things or they've come to compliment you on things or to give you some feedback on things and you're surprised at wow, you think I did that well? Cool. Oh, really? I thought I had a better approach to that, or that's not what I meant um, when when you heard that, or I thought I would execute that better, but I guess I didn't think about this. So our strengths and our weaknesses are best seen by people who aren't us. That's just one of the main reasons why we need a whole church approach to be able to help foster a healthy community and ministry of what we're trying to do with our students. So taking a whole church approach is best. The final way um, to, in a healthy way, address your ministry strengths and weaknesses seems cliche because it kind of is, but it doesn't make it less true. In fact, this one is probably the most important. I mentioned earlier that you have to start with realistic expectations. That's true. I think that's the best place to start. But I think the most important one to consider is this last one, which is your own spiritual growth. Your own spiritual growth, boundaries, rest, how you are a part of the church. Because for church employees, even really involved lay leaders, but especially employees, if you're a vocational minister, it can be really hard to feel like you're actually part of the church and not just running, helping run the church. Um, Based on your programming and how things are laid out, um, you might spend several Sundays or even most Sundays outside of the worship service. You can't attend it because there are too many things going for you to to do that. Um, For certain events where you just want to come and hang out, there's probably... Um, an expectation that you'll help step in and do things. And I realize that if you're on staff, yes, it's part of your job. But if we just approach being part of our local church body as, well, it's just my job, 
that's not a healthy way to approach it. It really needs to be valued in your priorities. It needs to be the first thing. As well as just personally on your own, with your family, with yourself, with your time, with your own spiritual development and maturity and growth, um, those things need to come first. Because if those things don't come first, you're not going to have a good, you're not going to have your ear to the ground in a way that you'll be able to actually understand and process and effectively deal with everything you need to. Because the ear that you're putting to the ground is already tired or overwhelmed and thinking about all these things that you haven't done yet, all of these critiques that you haven't processed or know how to, you're feeling down about yourself, you're feeling insecure, um, unable to do things well, um, overwhelmed, any of those things. Um, it needs to be you. You are the most important part of making sure your ministry is on track to even do ministry, let alone effectively observe, analyze, and deal with your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, So this episode and this approach might not be exactly what you thought it was as far as here's exactly what to do with each weakness and strength. Um, I feel like that would be a very, very long episode, and I think it's best dealt with each topic and how to approach them differently. There's no If there's one episode to deal with all these things and how you approach them, that would be a very long-winded episode and no one wants to sit through that. And it would probably be way too broad. Even if you covered everything, there's so much to cover. So that's why most of our episodes, as well as just about any other podcast episode you listen to, is honed in on one specific subject. But before you break down, okay, here's my strategy, ABC, to deal with our weakness in outreach or teaching or atmosphere. Make sure you remember we can't be the best or even great at everything. My approach, our ministry's approach, needs to be a whole church approach in everything we do for accountability, for consistency, for true body of Christ, growth, and moving together. And you, youth worker, youth pastor, influencer, volunteer, you need to make sure that you are spiritually being fed and monitoring yourself. Make sure you're healthy, you have rest, you have good boundaries, you have mentors pouring into you. Um, You have the support of your church leadership that goes with the whole church approach and just making sure that you're monitoring your own spiritual growth. All those things need to be addressed before starting your strategy of, okay, let's knock these things out. That concludes today's episode. Thanks again for joining me. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it, and be sure to check out our website, youthministrymaverick.com. There, you can see a comprehensive list of our guests, their bio information, some organizations that can help you in your ministry, some articles I've published, and a store to help support the podcast. Also, we would love if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, not just a rating, but a review. 
It helps our visibility, and we would really appreciate that. If you do leave us a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to me, and I will personally mail you a thank you card with some podcast swag that you can't get on the store. Well, that does it for today. Thanks again for listening. Please share this if it helps others that you know, and we hope that you've been encouraged by it. Until next time, adios. Adios.